Hey guys, I'm Katie Kaufman, certified flower child, dog mom, day drinker, real housewife enthusiast, and all around bad bitch. I want to know your wildest stories, the craziest things you've ever done, and the best advice you've ever been given. That's why I'm sitting down with all my favorite people. So bust out the mimosas, get comfortable with me, and let's shoot the shit. Call it crazy, call it whatever the fuck you want, but shit's about to get real. What's up, you guys? This weekend has been absolutely fucking amazing. My mom and my niece, Harley Jade, are in town. Harley's had a soccer tournament all weekend long. We are two wins and a tie. We've got one more game tomorrow, but I believe they're leading their division district. I don't know. I'm just cheering from the sidelines. I'm so happy to have them here. It's been really amazing. This this transition has not been easy. Like, I know you guys are sick of hearing me bitch, but I'm still in this fucking temporary housing and I hate it with the one frying pan and the knives that don't work. So (laughs) I have to look at the silver lining and the silver lining is I have got to see my family more this year than I ever got to see in like five years. This is already the second time I've seen my mom. I've gotten to see my dad, my uncle Ron, my other uncle Ron, my aunt Kathy, like family friends, my two best friends. Like I have seen everybody since I've been here and it has been amazing. That is why I'm here. So today's episode is a good one. I finally got to have my mom on the podcast and this wouldn't have happened if Miss Harley Jade didn't have her soccer tournament. Go team Atletico. Um, I just have to say my niece is a fucking rock star. She is a beast out on the field. Like I probably haven't seen her play in four years and she is like, well, they're in high school now. So it's different. Like they're actually beating the shit out of each other. Uh, Girls are getting um, red flagged and kicked out of soccer for the month because they're being so aggressive. It's a pretty wild time. And my niece is really good. You guys, there's like scouts at the tournament. It's, it's, it's really neat to see. I'm very proud of my niece, but because of that and because of her, my mom is here this weekend and I finally get to have my mom on the podcast. I don't know why my mom is like Miss Talkative, but she has been nervous to jump on this podcast. And <laughs> um, I don't know why you guys, because she's a natural. This episode, I was worried about it too, but I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it's good. We're all over the place. We talk about death. We talk about the circle of life. We talk about parenting. We talk about uh, dealing with parents who have dementia. Um, you guys, we talk about it all. This episode is a must listen. So let's get into it. My mom, Laura Kaufman. Let's go. All right, all right, all right. Today I have a very special guest, the specialist of guests. I have the one, the only, my mother, Laura Jean Kaufman. Mom, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. I actually can't believe that you're here because it's taken me months to get you on the show. And we might not make it to the show. (laughs) My mom is like a talker. She can get along with anybody. She can talk to anybody. She's a yapper. She always has something to say. And yet she's afraid she's going to freeze up on this thing. What are you so scared of? I don't know. Let's just roll and see how we do. Let's just see how we do. Well, I know that you're going to be spectacular because you are a star, baby. All right. So 
What did you love to do as a kid? Uh, ride bikes, dance, you know, typical kid stuff. Ran all over Vegas. That's it. Hula hoop queen. Hula hoop queen, yes. Scotch, hopscotch queen. Yes, skate. Roller skate queen. Don't forget any. I was queen of everything. I was going to say she was the queen of everything and she never forgot to let me know that. When or I anybody was... else. So, okay. She's also the butt dark queen. Oh yeah, I can play that too. <laughs> um, what do you remember most about your teenage years? Teenage years, I had a lot of fun. Just um, graduated at 17, moved away, moved to Idaho, started a family, pretty much all in your teenage years. All in my teenage years. <laughs> what was it like growing up in Vegas, though? Because you had to have had a lot of fun. <laughs> Vegas, Vegas was great. Like, I loved living in Vegas. I'd stay out all night, go to the lake, sleep half the day till the sun got too hot, <laughs> kick off the sleeping bag, and instant tan. Had my bathing suit, ready to get my tan on. <laughs> so you met dad in Vegas yes. at a restaurant. Tell yeah. us how that went down. Well, because the story goes that the minute you saw him, you knew I did you know. were going to bag him. That was it. It was over. What was it about him that you were drawn to? I saw him when I was about 15. And literally, my parents were out of state at the time. And I was there basically with my babysitter, okay, at the restaurant. Which is Aunt Barb? No, it was a friend of my mom's. Oh, okay. And her name was Charlotte. And I said, oh, my God. He was our waiter. And I'm like, oh, my God. Mind you, he's like 24. So I don't know how old he was then. <laughs> well, he's nine years older than you, I would think. Yeah. I think that's the math. Somewhere in there. But I'm not sure exactly how old I was. But I know I was with somebody that was basically living with me to take care of me while my parents were gone. And I just said, I'm going to marry this guy if it takes forever. And I did. And then you just proceeded to go back to that restaurant and stalk them or what? Pretty much. <laughs> Stalked them. So did you hit on him first or did he hit on you first? I can remember taking a matchbook and writing my number down. Oh, the old matchbook. And flipping it to him. Okay, that's what I did. And wait, how many years later are we now? <laughs> <laughs> um well we've been married 42 years 43 years this year you married 43 together like 45 right yeah and you've been with him since you were 17 uh yeah somewhere in there yeah that's crazy that's a long time that's a long time but he's a great guy and he's easy to be with that's debatable well, I still like him. <laughs> He's a great guy. That's not debatable. Easy to be with. Debatable. <laughs> I still like him, okay? He's my boyfriend. <laughs> Do you care, like, to tell the story about when you found out you were pregnant with sister? Um, sure. Okay. Like, when you went to the restaurant and what grandma said and all that? Oh, yeah. Because that was something interesting. Yeah. So, um, I was knocked up. Newly knocked up though, right? Yeah. Like you just found out? Well, I was about 
four and a half, five months. Oh, okay. Okay. But I wasn't telling anybody because I didn't have to. And my mom was sitting at the table. We we're at this huge table having drinks, you know, whatever. And um, they're all drinking and eating. And she kept talking about her grandkids. And so I thought, what better time than to slip it on her right now? Mom, I'm pregnant. <laughs> right? In front of a room full of people. All her friends. So I, she was like, she didn't say anything for a very long time. Wait, so did you say it like in front of people or you told her kind of privately? No, I told her at the table. Okay. I mean, it was our own side conversation oh, going okay. on. It was a big table. Okay. And so I just looked at her because she was just kept talking about my sister-in-law having these grandbabies and these grandbabies. And I said, oh, I'm glad you like grandbabies. I'm going to have one too. And she's, I said, how would you like another one? That's what I said. How would you like another one? And she said... Oh, Lisa isn't having any more. I said, I know I am. <laughs> and she about died. She just said, Shh. she shut you up. Conversation over. She didn't say anything I, for what felt like 20 minutes. Could have been a minute. Anyway, she turns and looks at me and says, I have to go to the bathroom. So do you. So, Okay. Follow her into the bathroom. She proceeds to tell me how, don't ever wear that shirt again. I'm like, why? You gave me this shirt. Don't ever wear it again. I can tell. I can tell. And then she she was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm going to have a baby. She goes, we're moving to Florida. I said, you're going to Florida. I'm not going to Florida. I'm having a baby. What so what was the Florida deal though? Was she, she had to get me away from everybody. So she just was thinking, you know, my daughter's not married. Oh my god. Okay, it's because it was you were not married. Yeah, I was not married. And she had to get me away from everybody so nobody could know or friends couldn't know. Mortifying. Yeah, you? how could I? I was the devil's child at that point. A Trishel before Trishel. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but it was a baby with the guy I always knew I was going to marry. I wasn't worried. Yeah. Well, and it turned out to be your favorite grandchild. Yeah. So there you go. Doubt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um. Okay. That was a good one. How? Okay. Um. Well, how did you know that dad was the one? Well, he checked all my boxes. With tall, dark, and he handsome. He was so handsome. <laughs> it's like, what else? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And grandma didn't like dad for a long time. It took her years. It took her years to like him though. He was a waiter. Like he just, she, he just wasn't what she wanted for her daughter. Right, exactly. Like years later, he might be the favorite. Oh yeah, she totally <laughs> loves him. Yeah. She totally loves him. Willie's, Willie's dad's mom's dog oh, okay i'm like wait what where are we going with this uh, willie's mom uh she's decided that danny gets her dog oh <laughs> dad inherits the dog huh? dad gets the dog <laughs> um what do you believe about yourself that helped you become successful in hard times i guess huh. like a quality in you that like helps you get through knowing that i always had my parents always to back me always so i never had a dime but my parents did. And all I had to do was ask. 
I didn't always ask, but I could have asked. And that was my, that was what got me through everything. Yeah. I always knew I could ask. And if my dad could provide, he would. Yes. You had good parents. I have the best parents. (laughs) I still do. What three events do you feel most shaped your life? This is a tough one. I would say getting married, having children, and the death of my dad. Grandpa? Yeah, totally. Those are the three things that I would say most changed my life. Yeah. Maybe losing my sister would be in there too there. Because that was pretty, you know, that was my sister. sister. That was a hard one. So I still remember that day. Yeah. I remember when Aunt Janice died. And I remember you kept calling the house looking for dad. I think, but he was I didn't know any numbers. I, so I lost all my numbers. So you kept calling the house and I kept answering. And then you wouldn't tell me anything. And then finally I was like, mom, what is going on? And you said, whenever I tell you this, I want you to run to grandma's because we lived across the street from grandma. As soon as I tell you this, and I remember you just telling me, you, well, you just flipped. You're like, Aunt Janice is dead. And that was it. And you said, go to grandma's and I'll be home later. Yeah. And I ran to grandma's. So it wasn't me making those phone calls. Um, it was somebody that knew me. I can't even tell you who's, I couldn't even tell you the person's name because I had lost my mind at that point. It wasn't Leslie? No. Oh. No. It was a guy. I, I don't even know who it was. I mean, I thought it was a guy. Who owned that, the apartment. But it wasn't. It wasn't him. It was someone that knew me because I owned bars. So it was someone that knew me from the bar and knew my phone number. And kept calling. This is like before cell phones, or maybe your dad had one. I don't even know. I couldn't remember anyone's number. Dad didn't have a cell phone. The only person that had a cell phone, I think, is sister with her Nokia bridge. And I think I had to have, they asked me where Dan worked, and I told him, and they were making these phone calls. I couldn't even pull out a phone number that I knew by heart. I didn't even know my number by heart. I had my, my brain had just left me. Like I was in total shock. I can't even, I mean, I can only imagine. And that was total shock, total shock. And my best friend, Leslie, man, she is the one that pushed me away. Wouldn't let me see anything. I mean, we found my sister. So that was tough. Well, and the thing about it is like you had a, a weird feeling. I knew it. I just knew it. In a couple days, is that? No, I just kept trying to call her all that day, and I can remember getting in a fight with Molly McCoy, getting in a fight, getting in a fight with her. She worked with me. Yeah. And I finally, just said, "No, God, Molly, shut up. She could be dead over there." You know, I can remember doing that. Yeah. And she was, and Leslie went with me, and she it was just funny because Leslie came up to my house with me we sat we had a beer we just I said let's have another one come on let's have another one you know like I I something was telling me not to go there but I knew I needed to go there and Leslie kept going or why don't I don't know what we're gonna find that's what I finally blurted out to her I didn't even let her ask me the question which the question is what are you worried about I don't know what we're gonna find I kept saying I don't feel good about this we literally had to go. We knocked on the door. We called. We did all this stuff. We went and beat on the door. 
And then we left and went to the bar where we knew the owner of those of, of that little house was going to be at. Got the key from him. And he said, do you want me to go? And we said, no, we got this. And he never rented that place out again. That was that. Didn't have it after her. She had it after sister. Traded places. She went to Vegas and Janice came from Vegas. Oh, so sister had it first. Yes. Okay. It's just weird how you know those things. Mm -hmm. Like you just have inclinations. I knew. And the other thing, like. That happened to me with dad too. With grandpa? Yeah, with your grandpa. With my dad. I woke up crazy early in the morning, had a cup of coffee, had the feeling, cup of coffee, went back to my bed, crawled in it, talked to my dad for a second in in the sky, went back to sleep. But you thought he was still alive? No, I knew it. I got the phone call minutes after. It was just like a thing that happened. I woke up, died. I went and made the cup of coffee, went back in my room, never took a sip of that coffee, just waited for the phone call. I think I fell asleep, but I don't know. My mind could have went somewhere. The minute I got the phone call. So with my grandpa, and that was last year or the year before? The year before. I I know, I can't even remember. I think it was 2020. It had to have been. All I know is like, we kind of knew. Well, it was 2020. He was in the hospital, but 2021, I think is when he died. Yeah. Yeah, January. So, so it's Christmas of 2020. And, um, I knew everybody he needed to come. Yeah. We knew it was, it was the last, we didn't have a lot of time left. Yeah. I knew it was last Christmas. Everybody planned on being there for Christmas, but he ended up in the hospital. COVID. He ended up in the hospital Mm -hmm. and nobody could even visit him during christmas but we were all together yes it was such a weird it was a very weird thing but you like kind of knew the whole time but i was staying positive you all were staying positive and i was like knowing i knew my dad wasn't coming home you kind of knew but you had been living around him so you kind of knew where Mm -hmm. he was at it was crazy that i did know that but i did know it i think knowing it's coming is easier or harder so I think it's almost harder I think had I been a okay so think of that one twenty to 21 we were dealing with COVID that was the problem they wouldn't let us in to see my dad had to wait until he went into hospice once he got to hospice what do they do in hospice what is hospice they're waiting for you to die pretty much just medicate you right They kept telling me how he's up, he's alert, he's sitting up and he's sitting up today. And I got in there and I was like, uh, because I'm a realist. I'm so much a realist, scare myself. That was not real to me. I can remember calling my cousin and saying, Barb, what's going on? And she just kept saying, he's waiting for my dad. He's waiting for my dad. My dad just hasn't come. You know, my dad, he's always late. He's late to get him. It's like, why is it taking so long? Why is this taking so long? Well, we left there, and then very next morning. This morning? Well, yeah, mom said her goodbyes and said, I'm going to love you forever. I promise I'll never remarry anybody. <laughs> At 89 years old, 88 years old. <laughs> I promise. So 
I have some sweet memories of the whole thing, but they were also hard memories. Yeah. You know, they were sweet. The whole thing is really weird too, because like we moved grandma and grandpa down here to be closer to you when he was still okay and, and good. And grandma wanted, well, grandma saw signs of him not being okay, but she called you basically and said we needed to move right and then you got her down them both down there right away and then like but i wasn't down there right away well you weren't but close cruces albuquerque Mm -hmm. like you guys moved into the same neighborhood i knew he couldn't go to albuquerque though because albuquerque's getting crazy so i knew he couldn't go there lost and he was trying to drive and i mean and the first time he he you know took off and right before christmas yeah. Search and rescue. I'm, I'm thinking he's down a pecan alley. Jesus here. Christ. Okay, people, listen to this. So the Christmas before the last Christmas, he he went to go to the bank at nine in the morning. And then at like 1 p.m., my grandma called, or was it even later, and said she hadn't seen him all day. Five o'clock, six o'clock. Maybe it was five o'clock, six o'clock. My grandpa was not found. 11 o'clock that night but he went to talk to the pharmacist earlier than that 10 o'clock he made it to silver city he went through this is the kicker he went through border patrol border patrol like three times he didn't know where he was going and that's the saddest thing he he had dementia and that's what dementia does dementia is a horrible horrible thing and at like one in the morning, got back home. No, three in the morning. And poor Nick. Nick had to go take care of my mom, sat with my mom till they figured everything out, drove her to Silver City. Nicholas, if you're listening, come on the podcast. Brought my dad home and then had to work the next day. Okay. That day he had to work after he was up, you know. Yeah. I don't think that kid ever got any sleep. That was the scariest thing. So then we got like a tracker on his car. We did all kinds of weird stuff. Oh, my poor grandpa. And now we're going through it with my aunt, who's on my father's side, Allie. Oh. And it's sad. It is sad. Because they don't see the signs. But my mom sure sees the signs. She said, I got in the car with Aunt Sally, and she drove me in circles, and I knew we were in trouble. (laughs) She went through it with dad. <laughs> oh my God. So now she has the tracker in her car. And mom, she gave up her driver's license. Said smart girl. <laughs> yeah, that's better than us having to fight it. Because my dad says he's going to hide sets of keys all over and we'll never be able to take his car. Nine sets of keys to be exact. <laughs> Nine sets of keys. I told him to start hiding them. Because <laughs> I'll be sniffing them out. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. It's sad and it's funny. Well, it's funny because it's life and and that is the full circle, you know. You you take care of yourself and at some point throughout your life, you've got to make some hard choices and take care of your parents. And it's not easy. What do you feel you've learned throughout all this, taking care of your parents? Because it's taken a toll on you. You're not the same person. No. Um, I I find this. I don't... I don't want it to sound weird, but care about anything else. I really don't care about anything else because everything else seems to be quite insignificant. Okay. There are those who can help themselves. 
for those who can't. And I'm into helping the ones that can't. Yeah. Not the ones that can and won't, but the ones that can't. Yeah. So. And just bullshit is just not all that. It's, I'm just not, I don't care. I, I don't care about anything else. Yeah. What is something you learned from your dad? From my dad? Yeah. My dad was a great man. Tell a story. He was the coolest. He was the coolest. He was the coolest. I was his favorite. <laughs> well, that's because you were going to be named after him, but we just couldn't do it. I said, Dad, I I just don't like that name, Roberta Danielle. Can't do it to her. <laughs> so um, the, the best thing I learned about my dad is to trust, basically to trust your instincts and know know that you have the right morals and you were raised right, you know. Um, in Las Vegas, we grew up, as I said earlier. Uh, but those kind of places aren't always kid-friendly, you know what I mean? Definitely so not. I can remember I always dressed up, I always went out. Well, one time I got asked if I would um, like to pose for Playboy, I think is what it was. And and uh, I said, well, I don't know. I'd have to talk to my dad and see how he feels about that. And we're sitting at the dinner table one night and I bust out with that with to my dad. And I'm like, well, dad, I got asked be, to pose for Playboy. What do you think? And he said, uh, I think his mouth dropped, you know. <laughs> I can only imagine. But he didn't. He held his composure and he looked me dead square in the eyes and he said, well, if you're okay with every man you see knowing you that way, I mean, that way, well, then I'm okay with that. And I said, ooh, ooh, I'm okay with that. He did the old reverse psychology kind of. And he goes, good answer. <laughs> you know, he's like, that's a good answer because I wouldn't be okay with that. But he let me make up my own mind. I think he really would have. I mean, and he would have been all right. Maybe internally, but he would have. Yeah, he would have backed. He would. My parents would back me in anything. My mom would have thought some bad things, but my dad would have been like, "That's my daughter." Okay, I, I told her she made up her own mind. Yeah, but I wouldn't want that for her, and I knew he didn't want that for me, and I never wanted to disappoint him. Yeah. Probably the most disappointing thing with my dad when he called me that girl down the street <laughs> when he was sick you know he yeah. goes brother he said why do you get your own beers you tell that girl that comes and visits us <laughs> you tell that girl to get you when she she doesn't mind making me wine anytime day night doesn't matter and i had to hurt though it, it did but i i was okay with it you know what he noticed that you were there for him, making his drinks. That girl down that the street. That girl down the street. <laughs> you know, I'd look at him and tell him, Dad, I love you. And he'd go, Who's dad? Who you the know? hell is this lady? And then, and then he asked my mom one time, he said, who is that girl anyways? But I don't care. He knew. He knew. In the end, he knew. Yeah. And yeah, it's tough. So, okay. Changing things up. We're all over the place today. Yeah, we are. Uh, but that's okay. What are some of your favorite moments like with sister and I growing up? Either one of us, both of us, whatever. Some good stories. 
One of the best stories was when you, I was in the, I, okay, I was always working, but I was sitting in the mirror, getting ready for work. And Katie comes up and says, mom, do you ever smoke in a box? <laughs> I already know where this is going. And I said, sure, you know, like I'm just blowing her off. I didn't care. You, you always were inquisitive. Sure, I have. Sure. <laughs> I did say sure. And then you said, Mom, in a box? I go, what do you mean in a box? No, I guess I've never smoked cigarettes in a box. And I said, show me what you're talking about. And so here she comes with the shoe box. And it's got all the tobacco, pop, pop can, a little marijuana in there. And so then I knew what was Jamie up. Kaufman, if you're listening, come on the podcast. This is all about you, baby. <laughs> she totally ratted her out. Well, a, a rat all along. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie was already at work and she worked for, you know, us in the restaurant. And so I, I called her and I probably called the restaurant because I think it was before self. It was, yeah. So I called the restaurant and I'm like. The restaurant at the Days Inn. Yeah. In well, Idaho. So I call and I said, uh, oh, I've got a present for you. Be ready. You know, you're awful. I am a little bit awful. So anyways, I went into work. I left the little box in the car. Right. So she could go out and get her present. <laughs> I'm so terrible. No wonder. Jesus, I'm a terrible mother. Anyway, so uh, she goes out to the car. She comes back all, whoa, shit. <laughs> Anyway, so it kind of... Do you know what you told her when she saw it? Or do you even remember? I really don't remember, but she would. She'll have to come on and tell the rest of that story. Yeah. Because it was just hysterical. Her face was priceless. She couldn't do anything that she didn't get caught. very well. It was in her closet. And I went to go get a bite of her chocolate bunny left over from Easter. And I found the box. You're such a rat. So my mom was like... Well, my parents are amazing and my mom was the best. And she always made like all of our Halloween costumes. She always like took me to dance. She was the uh, Girl Scout leader. You did it all. Sort of. What do you mean? I helped. I helped. I wouldn't be the the leader leader. I was the leader assistant. I wouldn't, I wasn't going to let that fall on my shoulders when I screwed up or something. But who was the leader then, Aunt Christy? I made Aunt Christy. <laughs> And Christy was trying to change up Girl Scouts to be every other week, only when she had her daughter. Like, you can't change the Girl Scout team meetings for Annie. Like, what? Yeah, so that was funny. I do remember, I mean, you guys were great. I remember when you tried to, um, we tried to make rock candy and it didn't work and you were going to lie and buy stick rock candy. Yes, I was going to do that. I would have done that. Yes, I would do something like that. Oh, too funny. But my mom was always, like, everybody has always loved my mom. Like, all of our friends, I know I was, like, never embarrassed of my mother. My sister was a little bit. But <laughs> but her friends loved her. <laughs> Still do. It's <laughs> very annoying. And then the other thing about both my parents, really, is They've always taught me to like make your own decisions on people. And it's literally the most fucking annoying thing in the world. Uh, like, but also 
I'm glad that they're like that because I'm like that also. But like, so in high school, my friend Ashley and I, we were no longer friends except for every Thanksgiving, Ashley was invited to Thanksgiving <laughs> and I had to sit there and shoot the shit with Ashley because my parents were still friends with her. <laughs> and I hated it. And like, you were always friends with that Janice's exes, like whatever. You don't bring people into the family and expect us not to like them when you're done with them. It's not fair. I learned that very early in life. There was a lot of people brought into our family and I didn't like it. Yeah, well, you can't. I can't have five wives or five husbands and expect us not to talk to him again. Unfortunately, it does go that way, but it sucks. Not entirely with us, though. I feel like we... <sighs> I've always... Been, that's just always been a thing. It's always been a thing with me. Because when you have it. kids, it, the rules change. Rules change when you have children. Everything you think you know about yourself or anybody else or family you don't until you have kids because the rules change and then there's no walking away you don't get to just walk away from a child you don't you have you have to stay in love them you have to guide them you have to show them you have to help them through something i mean none of us are i don't know i'm gonna ramble go you are rambling but it's okay <laughs> yes i'm rambling i can feel it <laughs> It's uh, it's true though. I literally remember every one, every one of those Thanksgivings for like three years, and me just being like, "Why is she here? Like, I don't like her." But my parents do. <laughs> and she came every year, and she would well, come at Christmas, and and look <laughs> how the tides turn. Actually, you grew up on the show. Just grow up already. Uh, like, what's another story? Like. Oh, should we talk about the couch again? Or how about or how about the time I slept at the at the door waiting for Annie to come home after she snuck out? She had to get through me to come get through the door and over the top of me because I slept at the bottom. Yeah, let's go with Annie's story. <laughs> you guys put me through hell. Well, I started talking the other day and it's like at senior year, one of us was always grounded, but never at the same time. So Annie would be grounded, then I would get grounded. That's because you had grounded. two sets of friends, okay? We had the one, and you were an evil child because I never knew you did everything wrong, but I do, I have to give you some kudos there because <laughs> apples never fall too far from the tree, okay? You always told me everything in moderation is okay. And it is. And don't get caught. And you didn't, but you did everything wrong. And some and of the really things that I think I was, or I thought you were the best child. Well, the best ever, child. ever. And you were just a sham. I've been, a I've sham. been lying to my whole life. <laughs> I was the best child ever. And I did get straight A's, but I still did all the things that other kids did. How about, let's talk about this when you hid in the hamper. Well, <laughs> I did get an MIP. <laughs> Yeah, no, I was terrified of getting in trouble. Like I, you never did. I didn't, and I remember like that party. Everybody got busted, and I, I didn't hide in the hamper for some, for some reason. There were bags of clothing, like they were gonna donate or something. I hopped behind the entertainment center and covered myself with uh, trash bags full of clothing and hid. The cops looked; they literally shined the light on me and left. I never got caught. Well. I, I, hit, I, I broke that is pretty commendable, really, because 
because I do think there is something to be said with, about that. You, you didn't get caught and thank God, because you always just would say, okay, mom, I'm going here. I'm going to watch a movie. Yeah, we didn't come up with very good lines. It was always we were going to watch a movie. And mom, the movie was always The Girl Next Door. We never And I didn't it. care. <laughs> I didn't care. You just told me that you told me something that I could believe in. <laughs> I just wanted to go to sleep at night, okay? You raised three girls. We'll see. And let me tell you something. It's not easy because they lie to you and you don't know it. You got to decipher what's a lie and what's not. What about... I remember coming home one day and my mom looking at me and she was very serious and she said, who's been hitting my crown? And I was oh, like, pissed. not me, Annie. Okay, well, let's delve into that. Okay, let's go right on into that one. So I had somebody over to our house that was fixing my evaporative cooler for free because I was giving him some shots of crown, okay? How embarrassing. <laughs> and he goes, I pour him up. I got him a big old shot or two of them, right? Well, I would have given him the whole damn bottle, but he's like, uh, Laura, that be water. <laughs> and I said, what? I was livid. I was so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. I could have died. It's only happened to me twice where I served people water, okay? When when the other time was with sister or what? No, the other time was with my sister. Oh. <laughs> and my Aunt Sally called me out on the bullshit uh, drink she got. I'm like, uh, you got to be kidding me. I My brains don't even work like that. Fill it with some caramel water. Fill it with... Oh, I, I died. I was so embarrassed. My sister had a full-on party, invited, I don't know, Super Bowl party. And all her bottles were filled with water. <laughs> well, might have had an alcoholic or two in the family, huh? <laughs> I do remember that bottle of Crown. And I do remember we threw a party also when you and dad were out of town. And I do think my friend Adrian had a shot or two out of it, but I did not fill it with water. But that was all ski-ski. And she was doing it on like the daily. I, think. I would never think you kids would do that to me. Of all the people in the world, why would you do that to me? Well, oh, I'm an easy target. I get it. Yeah, but I'm I'm not very nice when you piss me off. No, and you'd always say, "If you get caught, I'm denying I ever knew." <laughs> and I meant and that. Still mean that to this day. I will deny like mofo. Deny, deny. She used to tell me that she did know, like she, she didn't care. She wasn't as strict as my dad. My dad, you know, nothing good happens after midnight, which he's right. But he wasn't back then. All the good things happened after midnight. But I remember he used to, once a week, he would go to work super early at like three in the morning. And it was like summer. And you said, if you're going to be late, be early. And I, <laughs> if you're going to do it, be earlier than you would be. And I remember... It was Adrian and Josh and Yachty and me, and we were pulling up, and then dad comes driving by us, pulling out, and Yachty just took my car and went and knocked it down. I mean, dad was in his own world. He didn't yeah, notice, he didn't but we literally it. crossed him right then, and I went home right after he left. I remember that. But I didn't listen to you yeah. about being early if I was going to be late. 
I have some good rules for a reason. Yeah, you've taught me a thing. I tried to help you. If you were smart, you'd listen once in a while. <laughs> I just moved to Arizona. I'm so happy you're so much closer. No, I've already seen you twice. And I love that. I love it too. I got to see this weekend has been a lot of fun. My mom and my niece came out. My niece, Harley Jade, and she's in a big soccer tournament. And so far she's won two games. She's tied one and tomorrow's her last game. Let's go Atletico. Yes, Atletico. Um, but it's been fun. We've got to go shopping. I'm getting ready to go on ship next week. And my mom helped me find all these crazy costumes. And y'all, I look fucking good. I, uh... I bought some crazy things this weekend. Like, it was fun. You didn't think you'd look good and then you look amazing. <laughs> I would not think I would look good in some tight stuff, some cutout stuff, and your girl is looking good. We're fixing to do a... Uh, we're about to do a run. A, a fashion show, show for Matthew Delaney. Doesn't he look thrilled over there? Yeah, he's going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> She's dying. It's okay. I, well, obviously, I haven't been around for the last three weeks, so I'm a little rusty too. But but I was on you about where's your podcast. I know a few people have. Well, all three of my listeners have been on me, wondering where the hell. All three of us. All huh? three of them. <laughs> and like, hello, miss it this. <laughs> yeah. And Dad still has not listened to a single one. Well, he, listen he, he listens to parts of it. He yeah, he does. Well, we'll have to get on with the garage band sometime. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. If they could ever be sober. Robert, Michael, if you're listening, sober up. Mama says hi. <laughs> My mom is signing to me. Let's go. Close it off. <laughs> Hot tub time. Woo. Okay, Mom, I'm going to end it with... What's your favorite thing about me? Because I'm mm. conceited like that. My favorite thing about you is you just make it happen. You get it done. And it's pretty awesome. You get it done. That's one of my favorite things about you, too. You get it done. And you get it done for everybody. <laughs> no, I think I, that's my favorite thing about you. <laughs> I love I, that about me. I do it for myself. You're much nicer. <laughs> you help everybody get it done. I remember as a kid, like, you sitting Leslie down and writing out the budget and doing the envelope system and all the things. I can't help it. That's just me. That's me. Yeah, you're a doer and you're get go-getter. And um... and I just retired and now I, Christy's worried I might get a little bored. I think you will get bored, but not yet. I'm going to make some envelopes for you. <laughs> don't try and let me. Have you been talking to Matt? I don't want to budget. Matt, I'm going to take care of her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Mother, this has been fun. It's been, this is just dipping the, the toe into the pond. Next time will be. I did pretty good. You did great. Okay. I'm the one who didn't do that good, but we'll be more prepared last time. But we had to do it. We did it. I love you so much. Thank you for coming on the podcast. <laughs> La 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 la.
All right, you guys, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, Call It Crazy. You can find me on all the platforms. Rate me five stars. It would mean the absolute world to me. Let me know what you think about this episode in my latest Instagram post. Follow me at Call It Crazy Katie. Bye-bye.